welcome to the Good Fail podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Merle, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company Merle Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today, we're discussing why we think an important step in the good fail is learning to understand yourself. And if you're creative like us, also learning to understand your process. But first, Mm -hmm. Mal, have you been failing this week? Oh yeah. Well, okay. The first one that springs to mind is um, to do with my artwork actually, which is normally a source of great comfort. (laughs) Yeah, you turn to that when you're feeling I'm failing in all other areas of my life. Uh, but this time it was the other way around. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I sat down to do painting today and I had to do two attempts of the same painting and both failed miserably. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, I, I I started really optimistic because I was... I liked the composition that I had drawn out yesterday and I was started off by painting the the face of the figure that was in the painting um and i think even on a, a previous show we mentioned about how i was practicing mixing skin tones and i was really excited to give it a go on my first piece of artwork since those practice pieces and <laughs> it did not go so well no so yeah i felt like that was a big fail but, you know, it happens in painting. Like, sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, and it's really frustrating at the time, but you just step away and start again. Yeah, after you've had some time to yeah recollect yourself. Yeah, if, if it really looks like it can't be saved, then you just start again. And it's fine. What about you? <laughs> um, my fail, I think, kind of continues on from uh, what I was saying in our last podcast which is how I've been feeling pretty uh down about where I'm at with my acting because I'd really love to be doing more and I've applied for a load of jobs recently that nothing's come from Mm -hmm. which is to be expected but is obviously also demoralizing yeah and so I had a few jobs in my inbox, which I was going to apply for, and I didn't. <laughs> was that because you forgot, or because you were like, oh, those need doing, I'll do it later, or because you were like, I, I do not feel like doing that? <laughs> it was definitely one of those, oh, that's coming up, I should uh, um, apply for that, and then, yeah, you know what, I'm going to do that later, mm. and then later... Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> um, which is something 
in general, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, it's, it's, I do as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a failure in general in my life is that I just can never seem to do anything when it pops into my head. <laughs> it's yes. like I can never reply to somebody straight off from a text message. Hardly ever. I always have to read the text message, put my phone away, and then reply like a few hours later. There's like really no need for some mm. reason. I just like that ability to just like instantly uh, respond to something is something which I can't find really hard and is also something which I feel I need to overcome because it does stop me from doing a lot of things. Yeah. Because I just never get around to it. Yeah. (laughs) I think, oh, I'll do that tomorrow or, you know, even a few hours or next week. um, And then, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I've definitely fallen victim to that this week as well. Yeah, I think, well, I know what you mean. I've done that before. Another little failure that I just came to me on the spur of the moment, just as you were saying, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> um, uh, was the moment that we were trying to create a lovely website for this show, which may or may uh, not yeah. be up and running now, depending <laughs> on when you listen to this. We We had got so frustrated with it. We preferred to stop doing that and tidy up. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? Yes, tidying up is not in any way something I normally get enjoyment out of. (laughs) Or that I can prioritise over anything else. Yeah. Uh, So that was a pretty big moment. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So there's a little news flash right there. Yeah. Um, but on a lighter note, do you feel like there's any areas where you have succeeded this week? Um, actually, I I felt quite pleased with myself this week. Or, no, I mean, I felt quite pleased with myself just now. Before right we, this second? <laughs> or just before we started recording. Um, and we were going, okay, we better think of, you know, just pre-prepare in our minds what we're going to say for our successes and fails mm. This week, um, and I thought of the. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll mention that." And then, as you were sitting thinking about yours, uh, like a few little ones popped into my head, and they're nothing like really big, but I was quite pleased with myself that I could think of more than one. <laughs> <laughs> Result, <laughs> <laughs> little little gold star. Um, yes, but I will stick to the one that I decided on mentioning. Um, because it it was my I guess the most significant most significant yeah and also because I mentioned it in one of the previous episodes as one of my fails had been that I hadn't followed up on some inquiries I'd made about getting some new products done um, and I hadn't followed up on the initial email that I'd sent out and it was probably going to involve a phone call and blah, blah, blah. Blech. Yeah. Phone calls. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> anyway, I just, you know, bit the bullet. Is that, is that the phrase? Yeah. Yeah, bit the bullet and just um, wrote an email to the people I'd already contacted saying, I never heard from you. Um, can we arrange another time to talk on the <laughs> telephone? <laughs> No. no, I did add a little little end bit. 
Or, you know, if you're too busy, you can send me an email. Um, but anyway, I knew it would probably result in a phone call. And lo and behold, about a couple of hours later, they did call me. And it was terrifying picking up the phone, but I did it and, yeah, talked um, with this person and, yeah, that's moved a few things forward, which is really positive for me. Um, and, yeah, I was pleased with myself well for, done. for doing that. I kind of felt that was quite early on in the morning and I kind of felt like I didn't have to do any more work yeah. that day. <laughs> <laughs> I can take the rest of the day yeah. off. I did do more work that day, but the feeling was, you know what, well, you could totally take the rest of the day off. I've done so well <laughs> in the last few hours. <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes, the long yeah. I was on the phone. <laughs> that I could, if I wanted to, justifiably take off the whole rest of the day. Um, that's yeah. a pretty good feeling. Yeah, that was a really good feeling. It doesn't happen often enough. Um, what about you? My success this week um, is putting money in the bank. What? Who? And that's not money that has come from my regular salary. That right. is actually cash that I ha- have earned from an acting job. What? <laughs> Um, albeit when was in August, um, right? So quite a while ago. Yeah, it's been sitting in my bag for ages. But I went to the bank and I put it in. Yes, I think that highlights pretty nicely what we were saying about not being able to do anything <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I mean, literally anything, <laughs> anything, even nice things, even the good things. Yeah, <laughs> putting money in the bank, but it went in. Yeah, I immediately celebrated by going and buying lots of books on Waterstones. <laughs> so I think probably counteracted the, the money I felt I was saving. But good books. Good Excellent books. books, hopefully. I mean, in a way, you could see that as a success as well. <laughs> that I bought books. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always the books. Yeah, I feel, in a way, it feels like books don't count. In because the... In the not, spending money thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always feel a bit guilty if I spent money on clothes or even even food sometimes, which is saying something yeah. for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't feel like books count. I never. You don't. You should never feel guilty about buying books. <laughs> yeah, heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. Buy all the books you want. <laughs> but yeah. let's uh, go on to our main topic. Okay. we could make the rest of this episode about book no, buying no i'd love to love to make an episode about just books we should do that we could have an, an episode just about our recommendation book recommendations <sighs> i would love to do that yeah we should or just do a spin-off show which yeah. is just books book recommendations called you never need to feel guilty about buying (laughs) (laughs) okay uh got the idea wheel spinning yes but okay but we're not talking about that right now no fine (laughs) (laughs) we are moving on to our main topic please yes all right (laughs) um which is talking about 
knowing yourself and learning to know yourself. And so really, the number one question is, well, why is it important to know yourself and your process? I guess this came up as a topic between us. Um, it did. Because it's, it was highlighted to me when I left uni, which was longer ago than I care to admit. <laughs> um, Just the other day. <laughs> yeah. Last year, guys. <laughs> it became clear to me that it was, for me, myself, and I think this must be true of other people, um, I left university and I suddenly didn't have the structure that uni had imposed on me. Yeah. Um, which, on the one hand, I found terribly annoying at the time, having the structure yes, yes, imposed yes. on me. But once I had left it, I kind of, it kind of felt like I was floundering a little yeah, bit. Yeah, free-falling. Yeah, because I suddenly, yeah, didn't have the the briefs being set for me. You know, I have to think about what I was going to do. And also, you have such purpose when you're at uni. Um, Short-term purposes, which have definite gains, which you suddenly just don't have. And this is, I think, I can pretty confidently say that's, a familiar feeling probably for most people who have left uni. I can definitely say that that felt the same when I finished my MA. Yes. Um, and what I realised, actually I think I did have a little premonition that this would be the case before <laughs> I left uni, um, that it would be important. I realised what was useful for me, because I knew I knew that I wanted to carry on doing the art. I wasn't just going to go okay, I need to get a job now. Um, sure. I'll do the art later. I knew I was going to carry on doing the art and the illustration. Um, I thought I really need to nail down what my process is. This is particularly... Right. That's like really early on as well, that like you kind of found that question. Yes. Yeah. Um and I guess this is particularly coming from a creative point of view, but I think, yeah, like we said, knowing yourself is important for everyone. For creatives, also knowing your process is important because I realised that I really needed to nail down how I worked because it gave me a structure yeah. or would give me a structure yeah. if I'd nailed it down. Um, and I would say for artists, um, if you're at uni now or you know, you're doing an art course. The most important thing, because when I was at uni, everyone was going, what's your style? What's your style? Have you found a style yet? And it just felt like <gasps> the most important question to answer as an illustrator particularly. <laughs> I don't have a style. <laughs> yeah, was what, what was your style? Where yeah. were you going to fit into all the other illustrators that are out there? Where would you fit? Where would you slot yourself? And this seemed just all important. Actually... The most important question I would argue is, what is your process? How do you work? Because as soon as you leave uni and you don't have that structure, that is a way that you can give yourself mm. structure. Yeah. For instance, I noticed in myself, at the time, I've kind of grown out of this now, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a time... 
my process was to have to absolutely loathe a piece of artwork that I was working on, put it away for a couple of days, come back to it and go, oh, it's not so bad, <laughs> and then carry on. And finish it. And, and be finish it. Happy and be with it. Happy with it. Um, and that would have really freaked me out if I hadn't realised that that was how I worked at the time. Yeah. And so suddenly I knew that as, as soon as I started loathing something, I could go, it's all right, Mel. This is what you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Just leave it for, you know, a day and then come back to it and it'll be fine. Other people have different processes that work for them. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean. Finding out how you work is really important, I think. I also think I've rambled on for ages. We may have to do <laughs> some editing. It's like, ooh, point one of like <laughs> ten points on this question. <laughs> oh, God. I can never be succinct about anything. <laughs> I hope that made... Oh, yeah, I hope that made sense. But in, in terms of kind of finding... Uh, working towards finding out more about yourself or more about how you work, I guess things you might want to consider it are like things like how do you respond to stress mm -hmm. how do you yeah. how do you respond when you um, get a rejection mm -hmm. or when you're feeling really excited about something yeah yeah when are you most productive yeah you know? definitely are you do you yeah are you most productive in the morning in the afternoon do you work better at night I know some people yeah. are like night owls and work better at night and things like, how hard can I push myself before I'm going to suffer from burnout? Because mm -hmm. obviously you don't really want to ever suffer from burnout. Yeah. So it's about knowing where your uh, boundaries are. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully by knowing some of these, the answers to some of these questions, you can actually find a way of sustaining yourself. Yes. On the path that you're on. Yeah, I think it is really important. Doing doing the good fail. Yeah. So maybe we can use ourselves as examples um, to kind of look into this a bit deeper. What do we know about ourselves? Kind of answering those questions. Yeah, okay. So, for instance, um, we know for sure in terms of when are we most productive, it is a small window <laughs> maximum productivity in the morning yes definitely um i i would say in terms of maximum productivity i probably have about a 2 hour window <laughs> yes uh between 10 and 12 <laughs> yeah yeah after 12 i start slowing off cuz i'm like it's lunchtime <laughs> constantly checking is it like yeah <laughs> what about now <laughs> um so if i want to get things done it's good to base things around that time yeah um the other thing we know about ourselves is that we work very slowly <laughs> snail's pace um i i should mention that we're very similar in how we work. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So this is, we're talking about... <laughs> mostly we're talking about both of us, unless we're specifically mentioning yes. one or the other. Yeah. Um, and going on from the slow pace thing, mm -hmm. also a very methodical approach. Yes. So there's no kind of 
uh, rush of speed kind of like sprint at the end is about laying it out yeah um, small doing and often small and often yeah um we need our sleep definitely need our sleep that's very important um we have both of us have the kind of hangry thing but with sleep yeah i don't know what you call that i don't know <laughs> i don't know what the little abbreviation is Slangry. Slangry. Ang. I don't know. Yeah, um, whatever it is. If I get tired, I get grumpy. <laughs> so grumpy. Um, and inevitably start bickering over something really small. Yeah, and I don't work very well. Definitely. Yeah. I start making poor choices. Yeah. And the other thing, I guess, is, which I think is the same for a lot of people, is that I don't always recognise when I'm suffering from burnout. Yeah. Um, and that I do push myself too hard on something. Yeah, that's true. But with all that knowledge of, you know, we're, we're quite able to list off answers mm-hmm. to some of the questions that we yes. posed earlier uh how do we strategize that knowledge once you've you've got those answers woohoo yes but how do we strategize that that knowledge and kind of going again talking about ourselves specifically yes as, a, as an example yeah well i think the first thing in terms of creating structure once you know when your productivity, when you're most productive, yeah, um, set fairly strict times for yourself, work times. Yeah, yeah. This is for. I have to stress that I guess we're coming at it from a working from home point of view. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you are a creative working from home, yes, then being able to set yourself strict times for working is very important Mm -hmm. if you're creative but you're in a a, like a job environment where you're going into work i guess this doesn't apply no got work hours yeah um if you're not a creative but you just want to work out how to do the good fail then setting yourself (laughs) straight work times uh is not important but it might be important for you to realize when you're when you're most productive yes because then you also realize when you're not productive and you don't have to feel bad about yourself yeah for not being able to do something yeah because it's not when you work best yes i think i still think it's it's useful but i thought we should get get that clear now Let's get that clarified yeah <laughs> good point yeah so um for instance um well when you're at home and we're both working together yeah. And then also when I'm working on my own, we try to start because we know our productivity time is in the morning. Yeah. Uh, we try to start. Kind of late morning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, between, we try to start between nine and ten. Yes. Is our start times. I will say when I'm working my own, I do normally manage to start a bit earlier. <laughs> We're a bad influence on each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also we've, also started a new routine 
um, together, which is doing a bit of yoga in the morning. So that's pushed our start time a little bit. It has. We'll um, maybe need to readjust that slightly, but yeah. But yeah, between nine and ten is a good time. And then, like we say, we've got about two hours where we're the most productive. Yeah. Before lunchtime, hunger pangs are kicking in. <laughs> um. uh, the other way that I've found um, useful is making the workspace inviting to work yeah, in. Yeah, right. This was a tip I saw, I think I saw it on Instagram actually, a couple of people had made the suggestion or said that this is what they did. Um, of to A way of making it inviting would be to light a candle or, you know, some incense or something nice smelling um, and maybe put on some nice music if that's appropriate for your mm. work um start start with a cup of tea or you know whatever it might be i find this particularly useful if i know that i need to get on with something i don't particularly enjoy doing yeah um i will i will take a minute and go all right mal because normally i'm dragging my feet at this point so a way to set myself up light the candle Go make myself a cup of tea, bring it into the dining room where I work, put on some nice music, and then that sets me yeah. up, gets me in the mind mind frame to start working. Yeah, and then you feel like you're you're doing it in a nice place and in a nice environment, and that makes it easier. Yeah, to do the thing which you've been dreading. That yeah, makes, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess you can. One of the things we've talked about is kind of interspersing the stuff, doing stuff that you don't like doing with doing the stuff that you do like doing. Yeah, exactly. So that's another another way that you can get to know yourself is what is it that you... I mean, this will probably be really obvious for you, but it's, you know, one that you can take off the Yeah, list. I was going to say, it's <laughs> nice to have questions which are really obvious. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, what, what are the things you like doing? Yeah. And what are the things you don't like doing? In relation for me doing my business, I know that the art... I've said it before, it's the only reason I'm doing any yeah, of this. Yeah, right. Um, and so for me, it's really important to keep myself motivated um, throughout the week. I need to make sure that I'm dividing my time between the boring things that I don't like and doing the artwork. Yeah, and just, so do you feel like you work best as well, kind of setting yourself a, a weekly plan or... Um, you know, just roughly, not even just like writing it down particularly, but just having your um, goals set out over a week rather than, you know, over a day or something yeah. like that. Um, I think, a couple, I can't remember which episode it was. We mentioned the Maker's Yearbook, which helped you plan out. Mm. Um, and the most useful section for me was the weekly planning. I definitely find it easier to plan in the short term rather yeah. than thinking really far ahead so yeah weekly planning for me is is the easiest although you know when I'm not on the ball it's it, it day-to-day planning <laughs> is fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me it's all about having a consistent work routine having something where I know okay these are the hours that I'm working really helps me to get into routine and motivates me to keep going yes um 
And like we said before, definitely my approach is a more of a methodical way of working rather than not doing anything, not doing anything. At the end, get it all done. Yes. Um, like for example, um, this is well, this is when I really realised. Oh, okay, Abra, your work method is not to just leave everything to the last minute and then you know you can get it done in like a night or yes. whatever. Yeah. Um, was when I was taking part in something called National Novel Writing Month, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of, but a lot of you probably haven't. And it's basically uh, the month of November is given up to writing a 50,000 word novel in a month, basically mm-hmm. 30 days November. You sign up and you upload your word count every day and you can interact with other people who are doing the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. It's a really great initiative. And I've done it several years, not recently, but I did do several years in a row. And I did find in comparison to a friend of mine who was also doing it, who could not do anything for days and then suddenly bash out four or 5,000 words, mm-hmm. upload them, ta-da, back on target yes. for finishing 50,000 words. I very much had to just spend the day plugging away at my, um, I think it was between one and a half thousand and two thousand words a day right so you had to set yourself a a daily target yes exactly and had to just kind of like methodically plug away at it day after day yeah I was not going to get anything done quickly I was going to get it done by just sluggishly (laughs) (laughs) going through getting through the word count yeah but was that something you realized you knew before the first time you did it or did you learn that from doing it the first time I I think it was something that I vaguely had, like, had kind of almost, was almost did instinctively during school and whatever. Yeah. Um, was that I was conscientious anyway, but that I kind of realised that that was a good way of working for me. Yeah. And it came to my, I remember came to my foundation drama course and it got to the end of the year and... Uh, the teacher was tallying up who had handed in what for what modules yes. and what people needed to get done. And I had done everything and there were a lot yes. of people who had done hardly anything. They had suddenly had a lot to catch up yes. on. I do remember thinking consciously then that I had done quite a good thing by just working at things consistently throughout yes. the year yes. rather than leaving it to the last minute. But I only really consciously made that realisation oh, this is actually how I work and I can't work. Yes. Um, any other way. Any other way. When I was doing the National Novel Writing Month and I had the compa- this comparison with a friend and also I had, you know, if I fell behind, it was very difficult for me to catch back up. Yeah. Another thing you may not have noticed from all our mentions of lunch. <laughs> lunch. <laughs> lunch. Let's <laughs> <Biscuit>. get <laughs> Um, is that we we are quite obsessed with food no (laughs) and so we have worked out that framing our day around food is very helpful it's very helpful and by that I mean breakfast in the morning obviously and then like like I say starting work between nine and ten 
And then having lunchtime. Yeah. Very strictly set. Yes. And and then, yes, we work. And then, in a way, lunch is a reward <laughs> for working hard in the morning. Yeah. In um, the afternoon, we usually finish with a cup of tea. Yeah. So that's another way you can structure your day. Structure how your we day. structure our yeah. day. <laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> and also, of course, making sure that as well as working hard throughout the day, the t- the at the hours that you set yourself, also making time for not doing work. Yes. That is the other pitfall of working, particularly if you're working from home. Yeah, but I think can also extend to anyone who works too much. Yeah. Is that, yeah, a way of of not... Because I think often people who um, work all hours is partly because you're a workaholic. Also, for me, it was the fact that I was feeling guilty about not working on my business. Yeah. There's something virtuous and seeming in a lot of ways of just working all the time. Well, I mean, certainly in society today, yeah. I think um, being constantly busy and, and working is is definitely a status thing. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's definitely... I mean, it's just talked about so much in the um, kind of self-employed, independent business sphere um of of people just feeling guilty when they're not not yeah, working on definitely you just feel like you need to be working on your business all the time um and so what's really helpful yeah. what we we've both found really helpful is being very strict about well we maybe we keep harping on about this but being strict about our times when we're working so that you can then also be strict about the times when you're not working yes um and um <clears throat> yeah finding ways of 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 getting out outside or doing something that takes your mind off your business. Yeah, exactly. Like we've said, if we get tired, um if either of us gets tired, then we start get getting um very angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not very nice people. Slangry. <laughs> Slangry. Um <laughs> and and then building in to our routine the not working helps us to achieve not getting so angry. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, we've got quite also if you're somebody like us who doesn't doesn't always n- notice when we might be suffering from burnout, um having structuring time off is probably pretty essential. Yeah. Uh, so we we do make an effort to have days where we don't work at all mm-hmm. or for it just, you know, if we want to take our mind off something, um, you and I both have a tendency to just overthink everything. Mm-hmm. And so putting on a TV show for an hour or something and lunch break or, mm, yeah, that can be such a relief. It's, it's like, yeah, oh, uh, don't have to think about <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. It completely like doesn't allow allow us to uh, think about whatever yeah. we've been thinking about obsessively. Mm-hmm. Um, you've started a few new hobbies, I think. Yeah, that's been so useful. 
I recommend hobbies to everyone. <laughs> Go and find a hobby, peeps. It's the best thing um, I have ever done. No, <laughs> probably not. But it, it's, yeah, it's up there. I, well, one of the things that I started doing on a Saturday, um, Abra works on a Saturday. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we live with our mum and she doesn't work on a Saturday but is often quite tired from her working week. So, you know, is in her room for a while and is doing her own stuff, basically, kind of unwinding. So I often... I'm left to my my own devices on a Saturday, um, and I was I was finding that I was getting very stressed because I was at, on the one hand going no Mel you shouldn't be working it's a weekend, and then also spending the whole time going I should be working I should be doing something. Um, so then I would end up doing nothing because I wouldn't be relaxing I wouldn't be doing anything productive either and I wouldn't be working in my business. So then I found actually having a hobby was something that I could do. I could relax. There was no pressure on me and what I was doing. Um, And it also allowed me to not feel bad about not working in my business. So that's been really helpful. And I chose embroidery and knitting. Knitting went disastrously, (laughs) but I'm still on the embroidery. And I probably will go back to the knitting. Um... But yeah, embroidery has been, ah, it's a a new and wonderful experience for me. Um, And also doing a bit of bookbinding here and there as well. Um, Yeah, just I recommend anyone to do that. But do do we always follow this extremely well put together plan, Abra? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) What a surprise. (laughs) We have all this knowledge and all this strategy. And do we put it to good use all the time? No. No, we don't. Maybe like 20% of the time. Yeah. (laughs) We've just laboured for however long about how we have all this knowledge in place about Mm -hmm. ourselves Mm -hmm. that enables us to come up with amazing strategies for working at our best. And we are now going to admit to you that we we hardly ever follow our good advice. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> um, I think in a way it's inevitable. Yes. Nobody can be working at their best all the time. Yeah, I like think. we say, two hours people. <laughs> yeah, two hours <laughs> And this can be greatly influenced by our emotions, how tired we are, what else we've been doing. Yeah. You know, our definitely. mood, whatever. Um, it can be shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Half an hour. 20 minutes um but in in that case what what do we do when it doesn't work yeah what's our plan b yeah exactly (laughs) which is really plan a (laughs) Uh, yeah plan b is for it to work out well yeah um yeah that's a good question um, I would recommend don't panic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't panic. Yeah, definitely. That's the first thing. It's not going well. Yeah. Don't panic. <laughs> don't give yourself a hard time. No, because like we said, it's inevitable. Yeah, and the first thing you should do 
when you're not panicking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a step away. And what I like to yeah. do... Um, I feel like I've been talking a lot about what I like to do in this episode. <laughs> but anyway, it's not going to stop now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you might as well just <laughs> make it a thing. <laughs> what, what would Mel do? <laughs> uh, that should be a thing. That should be another show. Yeah. Um, is if I want to step away from a situation, if if a painting isn't going well like it wasn't, earlier today yeah or or anything basically um to kind of make myself step out of that situation i will go and make myself a cup of tea um really useful or go to the toilet yeah that's another <laughs> really good one how many good ideas do you think of when you're on the toilet yeah. <laughs> washing your hands in front of the mirror yeah and you're looking at yourself going what are you gonna do now yeah because um, it can just really be like a few minutes is all it takes yeah, just exactly. to completely remove yourself from the situation and come back yes and I what I like about the cup of tea is that I mean we're big tea fans and what <laughs> we are <laughs> there are certain things you need to know about yeah. is essential to yeah know. One books tea. tea um and one of the things I like about it, but is also good for this particular situation, is the sense of ritual that surrounds making a cup of tea. Mm. I think that's what was really helpful about stepping away and using that ritual to just give yourself a moment. Maybe you don't even have to be thinking about the problem that is facing you in the other room. You just have to let that kind of work on your subconscious and just do the mundane actions of making yourself a cup of tea or you know go to the toilet or yeah. whatever it is that it may be but I find yeah. that really useful obviously like you know going for a walk or something like that is another way that you can do it but you know often if I'm in the middle of something you don't want to step away for a half an hour walk maybe if you have a bigger problem to solve that's useful yeah but you know if it's just literally something's not quite going right and you just need to take a breather making cup of tea is really useful and the other thing about a cup of tea, which is another point about what to do when it's not working, mm-hmm. is rewarding yourself for small achievements. Right. Yes. Tea Re- can be a <laughs> tea can be a reward. Um, <laughs> or maybe the achievement itself. <laughs> um, the it, focusing on the the small things that you've managed to do, yes. rather than the big things that you haven't can be a way of just like re redefining your perspective and making things seem all right when you were yeah freaking out about something yeah um, so yes find small ways that you can uh feel good about yourself and then reward yourself for that for that yeah and it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be like i don't know go and spend 200 pounds a pair of shoes or something it's a small reward yeah like tea tea you know a bit of chocolate um (laughs) notice the food thing again (laughs) yeah whatever works for you guys um and I guess as well going back to what we have said earlier in this episode if just nothing's working just go back to what you enjoy doing most yes when things I'm finding things really frustrating. I just need to do the art 
and that makes me feel better. And I will just mention now, as a last ending of this section, um, we haven't mentioned it really before, but meditating is also... I've only kind of... I've done meditating here and there, um, and when we were younger, mum used to do it with us, and I never really... Um, yeah, kind of saw particularly the benefits of it then, but um, I've been doing a bit of meditating recently, and actually it's been really helpful in terms of as a way of stepping away from a situation or like... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you don't, you know, you can just be a five-minute meditation if you just need that second to kind of right. clarify your thoughts yeah. or something. Yeah, like... I've mentioned we both tend to really completely overthink things. We can just tie ourselves in knots. Yes. Completely with all our thoughts and interjections and um, tangents and whatnot. Yeah. And so being able to step away and um, do something like meditating where you completely clear your mind of all those thoughts can yes. be incredibly helpful yes yes in a way I feel like making a cup of tea is a form of meditation but if mm. you need some structure and some guidance which you know I I do find like the guided meditations are very useful for me because actually because my thoughts are extremely powerful and can overcome most things yeah. that I try and set, set in its way of thinking. Yes. Having something guided where um, I'm having to f- just focus on what I'm being told to do, yeah, it can be more helpful than just generally sitting there trying desperately to clear my mind yeah. and actually it's not really working. Yeah. Let's move on to our conclusion for this episode. Yeah, what would you conclude from our our rambling? <laughs> our rambling. <laughs> uh, we're not perfect, guys. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's all we can take away from this. Um, yeah, we we can admit straight off the bat that most of the time we don't follow the good advice we've set ourselves. Um, our little strategies. And all the things we think we know about ourselves doesn't stop us from not achieving anything or, you know, from having bad days. Yeah. But it has helped. But it's helped. Yeah, exactly. Like, we would have even fewer good days Mm -hmm. if we didn't know know the stuff about ourselves. Yeah. So I definitely think it is worth spending the time to get to know yourself. Which mostly, I think... We all know instinctively anyway, but sometimes it's just about making it a conscious A conscious decision, thing. yeah. Um, then you can recognise, you can recognise your triggers and, you know, what helps make things flow easier for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think it does have to be, it does have to be an, um, well, obviously it's an ongoing process. It also, I think it has to be a conscious thing. Yeah, um, like you say. And then... When when you make it a conscious thing, it's really about trial. <laughs> yeah, what finding out what works yeah. for you. But you know, you you can do it, and finding out what doesn't work for you is as important as finding out what definitely. does work. For Sometimes you. even more important. Yeah, um, but it's definitely an ongoing process. 
yeah all you the don't time. don't have to have it figured out all the time i really no. i hope this <laughs> this podcast is or this episode of this podcast has highlighted, <laughs> which I think it has done, <laughs> that you you don't need to have it all figured out. No, we certainly don't. That, that, yeah. the, that your takeaway is not that you should be perfectly strategizing everything all of the time. Yeah. Well, for instance, I've only just realised this is almost three, no, in fact, three years, I think, mm-hmm. I've been do, running, officially been running Well May Tales. And I've only just come to the conclusion, <laughs> hang on, I shouldn't be running Mermaid Tells like I think everyone else is running their business. Mm. I should be doing what works for me. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> mind-blowing for me. What? Because so, I just, you know, see everyone else and I go, I should be doing that. And I see someone else doing something else and I think, oh, I should be doing that. Yeah. And, you know almost kill myself trying to do do these things which isn't gelling with me but I'm like no you just got to work on it Merle and actually if I just thought about it which I have done now I would realize that actually I just need to find a way that works for me not particularly what works for someone else and I've only just realized that and I still don't have the answers I don't know how I'm gonna take my business forward working in a way that resonates with me but that's what I'm considering now yeah and it's been three three years <laughs> well and I was also going to go on to the point which you've just kind of very eloquently made now mm. is that sometimes you you do know yourself but you don't know how to put it into practice yeah and that's okay too it's like you just try and work it out yeah as you go along like and it's another instance for us both of us, again, because we react so similarly in so many ways, get horrendously stressed out, like horrendously stressed out uh, preparing for preparing for anything where there's the potential to look stupid or we think we're unworthy. Yeah. Um, so really kind of like th- those moments where you're going to have to like make yourself be seen, like when... You've been preparing for markets or, um, you know, I've been preparing for an audition or whatever. Yeah. Um, Just get to horrendous levels of stress. Yeah. We know this about ourselves. (laughs) Have we worked out a way of making it a lot easier on ourselves? No. We haven't. No. Um, We... Being... Becoming conscious of it is the first step. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a while to work out the second. Yeah. But accepting yourself and and your strengths and particularly where your limitations are I think is really key to making it easier to fail <laughs> yes <laughs> nicely concluded yeah. that Abra. <laughs> uh, it's true to do the good fail you have to accept your limitations mm-hmm. uh, we've said before in other episodes that acceptance is part of is part of accepting failure. Yeah. Um, but it did. You, sorry, did you say accepting failure is part of? No, accepting is. What did I say? <laughs> accepting, accepting failure is part of failing. No, acceptance. Acceptance is part of accepting failure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I quite like that. <laughs> As mentioned earlier, 
we both work incredibly, incredibly slowly. Mm-hmm. So slowly. And you look at what everyone else out there is doing and the pace that they're working at. And you could feel incredibly bad about yourself. In fact, I do feel incredibly bad about myself at how slowly I work. Um, And I get everything done, like, at at a snail's pace. And it's really easy to look out there and see everyone else um, making giant, seemingly giant leaps, but just working at a much faster rate. Yeah. I Uh, used to give myself a really hard time about that. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, we've come to the point now, I think, both of us, where we are starting to accept that it's just stupid to get annoyed about it anymore because actually this is just the way I am. I am. I work slowly and it's not going to change by wanting it to change. Mm-hmm. And accepting it means that I can just say, okay, I know I'm not working as fast as other people out there, but it's okay. I'm going to get there in the end and it's my pace and, yeah. and the way I work and so then it's then the perspective then changes from feeling like oh I'm failing because I'm not working at the same pace as everyone else mm-hmm. to I'm working at my pace yes and there we have it folks there we have it that's the that, good fail that's in action to do the good fail we're going to finish that episode this week by giving our little recommendations yes And the first recommendation, we have two for you this week. Our first recommendation is uh, related to the meditation that we mentioned earlier. I have found an incredible useful app for meditation. It's called Insight Timer. And I know there are other meditation apps out there, so for sure go ahead and experiment and decide which one works for you. But I was recommended this one from several different people and it's really good it's free you can search hundreds of different uh, meditations and you can do it by how long the meditations are you can do it by what maybe what quality um, it helps with so for instance I've been um, searching for meditations based on clarity because I want to yeah what you want to get out of it yeah (laughs) better way Um, and you can bookmark any ones that particularly work for you so then it's easier to find them again yeah and I would yeah I would definitely recommend I think as well for meditation if you are new to it just sitting down and going okay clear my mind it's pretty hard (laughs) yeah um and even sticking on kind of just some meditative music it can still be quite daunting and intimidating um and this really helps you to step into it gently you can do meditations which are literally three minutes you know or one minute or you know really quick ones um up to ones that are you know an hour so it really varies and you can have you can choose by guided meditation so that's where someone talks you through it or just music so really it's it's all there and it's free can't get better than that no. <laughs> <laughs> and our second recommend recommending <laughs> and our second recommendation this week has got to be tea related mm-hmm. come on we've mentioned it so many times <laughs> 
Um, Mal and I drink a lot of loose tea, loose leaf teas. We also drink a lot of herbal teas. Mostly it's not black tea, like the regular tea that we're drinking when we mention tea. No, we don't mean builder's brew. Yeah, we mean herbal um, or loose leaf. But the one that we particularly wanted to mention this week Mm -hmm. is a brand called Yogi Teas, which I think is a pretty big brand. I think they're available in most health food shops. Mm -hmm. Um, You've probably all seen them before. But we particularly like them because they always come with a little piece of wisdom written on the the label the the little tea tags yeah each little tea bag has a little tag on it and each little tag has a little bit of wisdom on it and it's just it's just really just such a sweet touch yeah um it is such a nice little ritual to not only have the tea but then to read out what your piece of wisdom in yeah. is and sometimes you're like uh what <laughs> okay <laughs> there's some weird ones there are some weird ones but yeah a lot of the times you go oh yeah, yeah. right okay yeah. and you kind of sets you off in a little train of thought or yeah. whatever or just makes you feel good and i just think it's really sweet and they've got a lot of really nice um what they call blends yeah <laughs> um particular favorite is choco yeah i think if chocolate tea yeah mm-hmm. if you wrong. are new to herbal teas i think choco is always one of the ones that i recommend yeah because it's got quite a robust flavor yeah and if you want to kind of like you love choco but you want to try something a bit different than their choco mint Mm. So, so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should end our episode. So, what's coming up next week? Oh, yeah. So, next week we are going to be setting the question: Should you find a community? Oh, interesting. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time. Bye, Bye. for now. If you enjoyed listening to the Good Fail podcast, then you can find us on these other platforms. Abra is on Instagram at Pretty Messy Official. And you can find Merle on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Merle Made Tales. And online at www.merlemadetales.com. Together, we can be found on Facebook at The Good Fail. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the good fail. If the good fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail a whole 48 hours before anyone else. Join us again on The Good Fail and thanks for listening.